0: Matthew chapter 1 and Matthew chapter 2, there is a rich, it's a both those two chapters are an amazingly rich passage uh, for discerning who Jesus is and how his followers understood Jesus to be the Christ. Matthew introduces us to Jesus as Emmanuel, God with us. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Who knows who that prophet was? Isaiah, Isaiah uh, chapter 7, verse 14. So he's the, the prophet said, Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and that and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God with us. In chapter 2 of Matthew, we're introduced to Jesus as the King of the Jews, uh, and as the Son of God, and as the covenant of the Lord. Also, as the suffering servant. So, Matthew paints the picture of Jesus fulfilling all the messianic prophecies of the Old Testament. (laughs) However, we are here this Christmas Eve to focus on the first aspect of Jesus' identity. He is the fulfillment of the Old Testament prophecy from Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, the Emmanuel. Matthew chapter 1 verse 23 is full of firsts. It's the first Old Testament quotation in the New Testament. It's the first of Matthew's fulfillment texts that Jesus is God incarnate. And it is the first place we encounter the incarnate Christ. In, Matthew, in, Matthew, in chapter 1 of Matthew verses 18 to 25 Matthew recounts Jesus' earthly parents, the Virgin Mary, and, as he calls Joseph, the righteous Joseph. And as with Jesus' Davidic genealogy and the Davidic lineage of Joseph is mentioned also, as in uh, the divine origin of Jesus' birth, in this way, the the twin expectations of a divine Messiah in Isaiah 9, uh, 6-7, is fulfilled and the Davidic Messiah from Isaiah eleven verse one is also meant in the verses of Matthew of chapter one verses eighteen to twenty five. Jesus would be the Spirit conceived son of David. Now quoting from Isaiah seven fourteen Matthew explains that while Jesus is his birth name, Emmanuel is his factual identity. Whereas in the Old Testament, Emmanuel was manifest by God's spirit in a place such as in the Holy of Holies in the temple in Jerusalem or in the burning bush that Moses uh, spoke with. Emmanuel is the factual identity or the factual reality of God's manifest presence. Now, God's presence is manifest in a baby born in Bethlehem. So what was transparent and temporary in the Old Testament, the dwelling of God's Spirit with Israel was now made permanent and eternal. This is just one of the innumerable ways that Jesus supersedes the Old Testament types. By taking on flesh, God permanently affixed himself to his covenant people of all generations. The the Incarnation this evening of which Matthew describes is the blessed reality that for eternity the Son of God will dwell in the flesh and more specifically through the incarnation the Son of God will unite with his covenant people this is to say that in taking on flesh Jesus did not take on the corrupt flesh of Adam rather being born by the Spirit became the last Adam one who is the head of a new race of humanity. Verse 21 of Matthew uh, chapter 1 says, For he will save his people from their sins. In this way Jesus took on flesh that was like that of all humanity. He suffered in a, in the fallen world, yet he did not inherit a corrupt nature under the, the reign of Adam. Romans chapter five verse twelve eighteen to nineteen explains this. It says, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all because all have sinned. Therefore, just as one man's trespass led to the condemnation of all, so one man's act of righteousness led to justification and life for all. For just as by the one man's disobedience the many were made sinners, so by one man's obedience that many were made righteous. He was a new man, full of God, full of man. He was, as is, and forever will be, Emmanuel. Just knowing this truth is not enough to save us tonight. But without it, there is no salvation without it tonight. There is no gospel without it. There's no hope for humanity. Uh, no hope for humanity's return to God's glorious presence. So the birth of Christ is a glorious display of God's self-effacing love for humanity and God's gracious plan to raise the weakest sinner to the highest of the heights of glory tonight through one who took on flesh. In order to ransom sinners and bring them back to God. Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 25, which in itself fulfills Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14's promise of a virgin mother, but it also anticipates so many other promises tonight. It is a rich passage, it is a rich place, and it is a glorious reminder that God, who lives in the high and holy places, also comes to dwell in the company of the lowly and the contrite. May we worship God who has come near in the person of Jesus Christ this Christmas. Amen.